0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Gotcha. They'll ship your treatments directly to your home. Go to com now to book online. Center, reinventing men's healthcare. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akry and Westmore on the Buzz Radio Network. Skill, 15% concentrated power of
1: will. The zone at the Little
0: Rock Touchdown Club is brought to you by Arkansas Urology, the state's leader for urological care. With unmatched expertise, state-of-the-art facilities, and the latest technology, Arkansas Urology is well-equipped to provide world-class care for all Arkansans. Clinics now open in Benton, Conway, Little Rock, and North Little Rock. Learn more at ArkansasUrology.com.
2: All right, let's get to the red-white report back here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Again, thanks to Arkansas Urology. Let's dive in on that, and we'll get a little more reaction from, uh,
0: from the game the red white report is brought to you by big o tires with locations in conway on hark rider and in cabot on prospect court big o tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations big o tires they have everything you need to fit your budget and style
2: all right well we heard from uh, a.j green talking about the running game some good things happening there But a lot of mistakes, he talked about that as well. One of the bright spots, Isaiah Satania. We're all hoping to see him on the field a little more on offense. He had a beautiful punt return, took it to the house for Arkansas, 88 yards to put him up 14-zip. Arkansas blew that lead, and then they were down by a touchdown. Took a 10-point lead later in the game, and then lose it 38-31. Here's Isaiah on his return.
1: I mean, he outkicked his coverage, and I mean, we knew all week that he was going to do that. So, I mean, my guys blocked, blocked it up perfectly. Manny Powell, he had a
3: great block, and, you know, all I had to do was run.
2: Hmm. I had to give a little love to his fellow Fayette Billion in that hey, one. Yeah. Um, a lot of talk about the game and Arkansas's failures, and certainly there were many, but Sam Pittman afterwards giving a little bit of credit to BYU's defense and their pressure.
1: Well, some of it had to do with distance, you know, some of them had to do with the percentage of getting, we we're losing first down, so we're behind the sticks, you know. Um, obviously, uh, there was a few drops, and, and we had some pressure, and the pressure that BYU gave us tonight was, was um, really um, probably the difference in the game as far as playing the game you know uh, I just thought they were they were all over us and it w- again it wasn't a it wasn't necessarily a blitz fast and so I think that affected us big time on third down
2: yeah when well, they're playing a traditional front and able to get pressure anyway hmm. I will say KJ did his typical yeah Houdini act a couple of times but
4: four times he didn't <laughs>
2: Next up for Arkansas, things get a lot easier. Going to LSU for a night game. No big deal. Uh, we'll talk more about all that coming up in a little bit. We are awaiting the arrival of the AD, and if you want to join us, you can. And uh, we got lots of feedback as well. Yes, sir, you got some news? Yeah, I got
4: huge news. For you? No. Anybody that has direct TV? I don't,
2: well, but I
4: care about them. Go ahead. A lot of people have direct TV, and a lot of people have Idiots. been asking me. Yeah, I agree, and I've told them just cut the cord, but you don't have to now. DirecTV and Nexstar have reached a new multi-year distribution agreement. So Fox 16, KRK, Channel 4 will be coming back to DirecTV. I I guess it's already back since they've reached an agreement. You should have it. But it it happened to me last night. I like to watch on uh, my NBC Sports app, but I couldn't watch it because of this uh, distribution uh, uh, disagreement. And uh, I had to watch it off the antenna last night, the NBC Game of the Week. So now... Good news for everybody for DirecTV. All
5: right, J.W. wants
2: to weigh in on the weekend. Go ahead,
5: J.W., how are you? Hey, guys, I know y'all are discussing, like, the plays and things that happen during the game, but we have a totally bigger issue here. We have Texas and Oklahoma coming in, and they're ready. And here we are, year five or five, whatever it is, with Pittman, with the same excuses, he's he's an over-glorified Coordinator, and he's a great offensive lineman, but apparently he's kind of like Chavis. He has lost his step because this is his baby, and he can't get it right. I'm not impressed with Enos. It looks bland. It looks like, uh, and even with Brawls, I'm not saying go get Brawls because we were scratching our head with Brawls, too. We have a big problem. What I hate seeing is like Kelly come in. Shark takes three years. Texas was horrible. We have we have, um, the guy from Liberty, uh, Ole Miss. Uh, help me here.
4: Um,
5: Hugh Freeze. We have him. They just come in, and they know how to coach. Hitmen don't know how to coach. I've listened to him after games. Well, I have a community of people we talk about the fourth down. Bobby Petrino would have put the right people in the right place had the on the field, the fastest receiver there is, and go get the ball. You don't have your fastest guy sitting on the sideline with Jalen Wilson dropping past, there is no coaching here. There's a, and, and, and let me tell you something. When they come out, when Pittman comes out, I love Pittman. He brought us out of the pits of hell. But let me tell you something. There's dating girls and there's marrying girls. It's time to move on. This this dating stuff is not working out. It's time oh to find God. someone to really marry. It's and this, this is what I hate, man. This is what I hate so much, is that, oh yes. man, I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm so mad I can't even talk about it, man. You I'm are I'm fed up with it. I get where I don't even care about Arkansas, watching Arkansas tomorrow. It's the same story. We have He's other said. coaches coming in this league making a difference right away. Auburn was trash. Look what, look what coaching can do versus a guy that we like. We have to stop liking people. And if you ever notice, the coaches that can coach are not very likable people. They're not your friends. A parent is to teach a child and not be his friend, but correct it and make it go the right way. We, we don't have that. I'm just tired of the excuses. It is time for Hunter to stop being Pittman's friend and go get somebody that can bring us up because you know what's going to happen when Texas Oklahoma gets here? We're going to go way down in the bottom again.
2: Watch. Mm. All right, J.W., thank you for the call. Wow, he dropped the mic on us.
4: Uh, I would. The only thing I, yeah, I'm frustrated too. But um, I'm not ready to say Hugh Freeze has turned around Auburn in one year. I don't think Auburn's that good. They struggled against a bad Cal team.
2: Um,
4: 13-2 What was that score? They, the, I didn't watch it. I'm, um, not gonna, I'm not going to annoy Hugh Freeze yet. I do think he'll get it done there, but he hasn't yet.
2: From the Southern Structural Solutions text line, did they ever give an explanation to the flag thrown on the 61-yard field goal? At Missouri was it a false start? I don't know. It was a five-yard penalty. Gentlemen, the Razorbacks is all we have here in Arkansas. He should have dropped the mic. Uh, He did drop the mic, I think. Hope, Rocket is playing at LSU, says J.K. in Fairfield Bay. Think Hunter will tell us?
4: Uh, Coach Pittman will speak with the media at noon. I imagine it will be, we'll see how he is at practice this week. If he can practice, he'll play. If he can't, maybe it will be A&M.
2: Rebecca going after her fellow AFC Western It was a missed DPI call, but if Wilson was still as great as everyone claims he is, a Hail Mary pass or two-point conversion would have never been needed in that game. A Denver loss is on the offense as much as it is the defense. JW weighing in here. Uh, I don't know if this is the same JW that just called. He says, if you can't see it, at this point, if you can't see it, you can't see it. The thing is, right now, we need to accept that we have... Oh, yeah, it's the same thing. He's talking about being a girlfriend again. Instead
4: of a a wife. I mean, it's the offensive line. That's disappointing that uh, year four, that the offensive line's not better. And uh, with Coach Pittman and his experience and knowing how important an offensive line is, that's, yeah, it it hurts.
2: Uh, I'm scared that we'll keep Pittman around so long and it'll turn into a dumpster fire like before he got here and we won't be able to find a top-tier coach to come save us, says this person from the 501. Uh, this person says that's what an antenna is for. The hell with direct now, Wes. I'm in a bad mood after driving to Fayetteville and watching that fiasco four-win season now. Oh, the optimism reigns supreme today. Uh, delay of the game on the fake field goal was awful. Was it even a delay? And why let the play play out before blowing it dead? I don't know. That was frustrating, <laughs> though, Bo. All the flags were going against Arkansas, even the flags on BYU. Sometimes it goes that way. Sometimes it be like that. There's Hunter Juracek joining us. How are you, sir? Good to see you. Um... So, we'll get to some more of this in a little bit here, and uh, appreciate everybody sharing their thoughts on the weekend. A lot of, uh, you know, I haven't seen one email about, or one text line about the uh, the Cowboys game yet. What's That's the the
4: deal? It? I don't know. It's weird. Well, we can spend the next hour talking about the
2: Cowboys. Right, that would make me want to throw up. Uh, <laughs> Hunter Yurichek joining us now. Good to see you, sir. How are you? Good to see
3: you. So, people have been sharing their thoughts with you this morning? Oh, yeah. Yes. A lot of
2: thoughts. <laughs> um, I was thinking this morning as I was getting ready, I'm like, what's a harder act to follow? Tony Dorsett, Peyton Manning, or. Uh, coming here after the, uh, the the weekend that you guys just had up there. So it, it's, we, we were really anticipating a, a really uh, pleasant conversation. We can have one, but, yeah, there's some frustration among the fan base, sure. you might imagine.
3: There, I, you know what? There's no more frustration among the fan base
2: than there is in the locker room of our football program. I promise you that. So A lot of missed opportunities. That was a team that, you know, they did a lot of good things. Outplayed them, you know, when you look at total yardage and things like that. And, boy, penalties, that was... Uh, I was telling Wes, I'm like, I'm not even mad. I'm almost impressed. I mean, you really have to, uh, I mean, that's that's hard to believe. You look at 14 penalties in a game.
3: Sure. I mean, you have to control the controllables, and penalties are one of the controllables. I mean, they will happen during the course of the game, but uh, we had some undisciplined penalties um, that just shouldn't happen. Um, and they happened and um you know, we're paying the price by being two and one and having lost that game thirty eight thirty one. Um and the penalties were a contributor obviously to that, not the sole reason. Yeah. Uh for for sure. But um yeah, th- those things um we have a really good football team, uh, but we're not at a level where we can have 14 penalties and still expect to beat a very
4: good BYU team. Uh, while we're talking about the penalties, uh, it was a Big 12 uh, officiating crew, and the, just the optics of it, the way it looks, when—is that something, should we uh, look at that and maybe have, and I know that's how it works, when you're out there, you take uh, on the road the SEC officials, but the, just the optics of it, if there's a bad call, it's like, oh, that's a Big 12 officials, they're, they're calling it for the Big 12 team. Should we maybe have officials from uh, the ACC, like in a bowl game or something, neutral site for these non-conference games? Yeah,
3: I mean, that that may be a better idea than what we do now, Um, and, you know, fans during the course of the football season are always critical of our SEC officials. Uh, What I will tell you, you saw Saturday night uh, the difference between, in my opinion, an SEC crew and a Big 12 crew. I think we've got the best officials um, in the country. They don't get everything right, but they're the best officials in the country, and um, it takes a game like this for us to realize it what what we have in our officiating crews
4: for sure yeah there were some a couple of questionable calls maybe. i'll leave it at that maybe i'll leave it at that as well yeah
2: i'll talk about it i thought it was ridiculous <laughs> um, so what about this week are you do you travel to all the games
3: I do, I do. I, I will stay in town on uh, Friday night. We have a volleyball match, uh, SEC opener, so I'll stay there. We'll take a few donors down on the university plane on Saturday afternoon. We'll catch up with the team at the team hotel and then follow them over. I'll host that group down on the sidelines and then in my suite. Um, and then I'll text. I'll travel with the team to Texas A&M on that Friday. Gotcha. Do you have a favorite trip you like to make in the SEC? Oh, there we've we got it all really good. Uh, communities in the SEC, they're all fun places to go with fun environments. Uh, Fans, for the most part, treat you well everywhere you go. Uh, I don't necessarily have a favorite. They're all really cool places to go.
2: Mm -hmm. We just had a caller call in talking about Texas and Oklahoma. He's concerned about their addition because obviously they're having a good year so far this year. Uh, We talked a little bit about that. What what do you think the overall impact will be as they enter the league here in the next year?
3: Well, two really good athletic programs entering our conference. Uh, Two really good brands. I mean, obviously, Texas appears like they've got their football program heading in the right direction. Oklahoma appears to have their football program headed in the right direction. But they also have many other really good sports within their athletic program. So they're they're a great addition and just going to make the SEC stronger and tougher from a competition standpoint. Where are you on uh, naming rights for the stadium? Yeah, we're just in the preliminary stages of put putting together our materials um, and going getting ready to go out and make some presentations to um, families and entities within the state of Arkansas for that. The, the naming rights expire June 30th of 2024. Doesn't mean that we have to have a name on there by July 1st of 2024, but uh, we're starting to head down that path and investigate um, who may have an interest in that.
2: Do you guys set the number or do you take bids? How does that work?
3: Well, we had the evaluation done that if a corporate partner uh, name, came up and named the stadium, we, we had a group that said that was a value of 3 to $4 million on an annual basis over a 10- to 15-year period. Um, if you have private entities or families uh, that name that stadium, I think that would garner a, a little bit more than that.
2: So, so if the buzz did it, we could get it for $3.5 million? What's that? If the Buzz did it, we could get it for three and a half. You minutes. got it right. We cut you. you we yeah. cut you a deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean that seems how, like does a, that work for you guys? It'd be great marketing for yeah. us. <laughs> we'll go ahead and wrap that up today <laughs> if it does. I don't think the other radio stations are going to like it very much, but I think it'd be a great investment for us from a marketing standpoint.
4: How important is that? Uh, like on your grand scheme of things that you're working on, how big is this to get it done?
3: Well, it's significant. And um, when you talk about it, I mean at the at the at the floor of this, three and a half to four million dollars on an annual basis as we move forward and uh, strategize how to generate more revenue. That That's more revenue that's guaranteed over the next 10 to 15 years. So it is a significant push for us to get that done. Um, Much of that money will be used uh... toward a renovation to bud walton arena that's kind of the the anchor in our fundraising campaign to launch our fundraising campaign for for bud walton arena while it would be tied to the name of the football stadium uh, the resources that are generated from that would go towards the renovation to bud walton arena that was
4: actually my next question where where is the renovation how far along are we on the plans yeah we've had uh... now uh,
3: to date three meetings with our architects and general contractors since the board approved um their contracts in early, uh, late June, early July. Um, so we're hope to get to our board in March of 2024 with a recommendation on how to move forward with that
2: renovation. What are your must-haves? Do you have a list of things that you're like? Are there absolutes in the renovation?
3: Well there's about ten major must-haves that are deferred maintenance. It needs a new roof, it needs a new playing surface, that's a 31-year-old court that has been sanded as many times as it can be sanded down. We need a new HVAC system, electrical system, plumbing, Uh, the tile on the concourse needs to be replaced, bathroom stalls, urinals need to be replaced, and, of course, you've sat in the seats there stained, torn, and tattered. They need to be replaced. So that's the bare minimum, um, that's a deferred maintenance, and that's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 45 to $50 million, dollars, and I haven't really named anything that's terribly sexy. Yeah, no, I was just no. you know. That's like replacing
2: windows in your house. no fun. Yeah, it's no fun. <laughs> yeah. So
3: um, to complement that, you know, we'd like to create a, a club level that's got a full-service restaurant and bar uh, that feeds down to some club seating. We'd like to move our the student seats, if possible, at least 1,000 of them, baseline to baseline, to create that atmosphere if we take those thousand student seats from upstairs and move them downstairs can we create kind of a bar type of standing room uh, scene upstairs in the end zone like we've had a lot of success if you've seen big reds uh, now in football and and Mackey's bases load landing at baseball those seem to be very appealing and so those are some things we've asked the architect to study and evaluate for us to see if they fit from a cost and return on your investment uh, perspective the bar, the
2: bar situation at uh, warm War, or warm world. How about Razorback Stadium? Let's try that. Um, is that uh, it's just Friday and, and game days? Is that right? Or is it, are there going to be other days, expanded hours? What's your yeah. thought on
3: that? So, you know, we're, we're going to probably look at doing a, a road game where we put the game up on the video board, and have that have that bar open uh, for, for a road game or two. So we're, we're going to use this fall to really try some different things and see what really works and re- doesn't work and then kind of evaluate that plan moving forward. But uh, that's an area that we created that we want to use several times during the course of the year other than just Game day. Yeah,
2: I would think so. It's great. Um, our, our listeners are very, very intrigued by bars, so I had to ask that question. I already slipped about my next question, and I, as everybody knows, the contracts with AM in, in Dallas and then obviously the War Memorial contract are, are up. I mean, what, I'm sure there's been thought process about it. Do we have any definitive conversations about this yet, or is it still in, in consideration? Yeah.
3: So, so what we know is the Texas A&M-Arkansas uh, contract at AT&T Stadium it will end next year. That's 2024. That will be the last year of that contract. A&M has expressed that they don't want to re-engage in that and so that game in the future, beginning in 2025, will move back to campus locations. We have games in Little Rock UAP in 24, Arkansas State in 25, and then we're just kind of in a holding pattern with their schedule until the SEC determines are we going to have an eight or a nine game schedule? Is there going to be a power five requirement in addition to that eight or nine game conference schedule? And then we'll, we'll work on our scheduling model for 26 and beyond once we have that determination. What are you in favor of on the continent schedule? Yeah, so the eight or nine SEC game schedule works for us, but a nine-game schedule with a Power 5 requirement I don't know that the University of Arkansas football program is is built to have 10 Power 5 games and then two additional games for your 12-game yeah. schedule.
2: You're going to probably get this because I sent the clip to David, but Deion Sanders recently was uh, interviewed and he was talking to Joel Klatt about collectives. And you've expressed frustrations or, or concerns, I guess, about that in the past. Um, can you just give us your thoughts on that? Are you still there? Because I was surprised yeah. to hear him say that. He's very in favor of NIL. Uh, but he's not a real big fan of the collective concept. Yeah, so
3: so NIL, the way it was intended, that if you're a student athlete and you have a value attached to your name, image, and likeness that a business product, product or service wants to pay you to endorse their business product or service in a legitimate fashion, that's the good part of NIL that student athletes should have an opportunity for. What we saw as administrators, and we couldn't get the guardrails up fast enough because it came fast and furious, was this collective piece where donors have come together third-party entities that are using collectives as an inducement to young men and women to come to their institutions and then really a pay-for-play piece that we've got to get our arms around. So NIL, the way it was intended, is really, really good for student-athletes and that's the good part. But the the, the collective piece, that's what we've got to really wrap our arms around because we have no control of that. Those are donors that uh, are are really running that entity. We set ours up a little bit differently um, within the Razorback Foundation because we wanted to be a little closer attached to it Um, so I I think we're doing it better than anybody and in compliance better than anybody um, because it is attached to a Razorback foundation
4: Oh, let me follow that up. On the collective, when they sign with this collective, the player's not doing anything to earn that money for the collective. It's just something yeah. they're given?
3: Uh, that's what I've been told happens at other schools. That does not happen at the University of Arkansas. Because our one Arkansas collective uh, will enter into an ambassador agreement with our student-athletes. They are tied to a charitable organization within the state of Arkansas. Or in the case with K.J. Jefferson, he did the United Way in Mississippi for flood relief last year. And so he gets paid to help these um, charitable organizations raise Money for their organization, or a baseball player going out and doing a youth clinic on a Saturday morning um, at the local baseball field. So we, we are requiring all of our student athletes to our collective to do work. Um, one, that one Arkansas collective, when they sign ambassador agreements, they're tracking that work that's being done um, and not uh, providing the resources to the student athlete until they fulfilled that requirement. I can't speak for other schools. I don't. I'm not at other schools, but I've, we've had student athletes that have transferred. Uh, to the university of arkansas the surprise that they have to go out and do something to actually earn
2: that money you know what uh, we can certainly relate to that as guys who sit and yammer for a living so uh... i don't know about all that that real work stuff i'm out on that um... Do, you know we there was a talk on capitol hill i know there's been conversations there i'm not sure that they're they're polling the right people necessarily or picking the right brains but i know some people have some strong opinions do you see that as the path to getting your arms around this as as some sort of uh, guidelines for the nation, or do you think there's a better way to do it?
3: Well, what what has happened, and we have done the same in Arkansas, that we've worked with the state legislative body to create name, image, and likeness laws within the state of Arkansas that work for the University of Arkansas and the other schools within the footprint of our state. Every other school in the SEC has done the same thing. So just in the SEC footprint, there's 11 states operating under 11 different NIL rules. So the only way you preempt the state laws is Congress creates a federal Law where we all we all operate it under the same NIL laws and so yes, um, federal legislation is the way we can get that under control because there's roughly 50 different states working under 50 different NILs. Not roughly 50 different. There's 50 different states working under 50
4: different NIL laws. Mm. Is there anything that just the SEC could do as a conference?
3: We, we could um, we could um, all um, agree to the same state legislation, and then the SEC could create legislation that follows that state legislation, and we all agree to operate under those principles. Um, that is something we we had discussed. If you can't get federal intervention, the SEC as a leader um, in college athletics, could work with our 11 state government bodies to create, Identical legislation within each of our states, and then the SEC could create uh, legislation to enforce that
4: for us. I have one more in this back to scheduling. What is the timeline for deciding the eight or nine? When when should something be done? Bob?
3: Yeah, so I mean, obviously, we have our 2024 schedule. We're in the 23 season. 2024 is set at eight games, and so we've got to get to the 2025 schedule. So I would say sometime now between our Destin meetings next spring that we'll have decision on eight versus nine games.
2: I'm going to ask you one last thing. It's our question of the day today, and I have not put it out there yet on the air. What was your favorite thing from the game on Saturday? There were some bright spots. I'm trying to be cup half full over here.
3: Yeah, I think we have a dynamic punt and kickoff returner in Isaiah Satangian. My my son played with him at Fayetteville High School. I, I've kind of watched him since his freshman year to see him. I've seen him in practice do that. We saw him in the fall at a scrimmage return a kickoff 105 yards. Um, he is a dynamic returner, and to see him field that punt and run that back 85-86 yards, that was one of my favorite moments for Does sure. Is he run a track, too? Um, he is not running track right now. I mean, he is a track athlete. Yeah. He just It's really challenging to do both.
2: Somebody posted a video of him winning the uh, state championship in, in uh, hurdles. hurdles yeah. I mean, the dude yes. is just a freak. He's, he is. He's something. For so, sure. Anyway, there you go. I like that, too. All right, I appreciate the time very much, Hunter. We'll look forward to hearing yeah. you talking to David. I'm sure he doesn't have very many good questions, but do the best you can with him, okay? <laughs>
3: well, just recycle your guys' questions. They were good. There you go. Appreciate okay. that.
2: Thank you. All right, that is Hunter Yurchek, your athletic director at the University of Arkansas, guest speaker today here. At the Little Rock Touchdown Club. And so we will, uh, again, hear from him from the podium in a little bit. And uh, we're going to take a quick timeout. And um, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at Cash. I'm starving right now. Starving, Wes. And uh, I can't wait to get down the street and go check it out. Tell you what, it's a great day to sit outside and uh, grab some grub over at Cash today for lunch. What a beautiful day to sit out and enjoy yourself. It would be lovely today, but we are here at work, so we'll just have to hang out with each other. 501-850-0265, if you want to call and set up an event, they do have a couple of different areas that you can uh, rent for all kinds of parties. If you're getting ready for the holiday season, you want to do a holiday event, definitely want to get on that ASAP, 501-850-0265, or they're also online at cashlittlerock.com. That's C-A-C-H-E, littlerock.com. The Bayou Room, about 30 folks in a fun contemporary setting, and then upstairs, a huge space, up to 150 comfortably. So, again, if you're going to do, you know, you're thinking about summertime, maybe a wedding, um, a rehearsal dinner or a, a wedding function or any kind of party surrounding an event like that, you know, if you got a big uh, dinner party for a corporate event um, or you just want to, you know, throw a party for your buddies, what the heck cash little rock for lunch, for dinner, for private events. Great wide variety on the menu and a great setting with uh, free valet parking. All part of the process downtown. So come by and see our friends at Cash. We'll be back game balls and jock straps coming up here from the Little Rock Touchdown Club courtesy of our friends at Arkansas Urology. Stay tuned.
0: Lost, lost in the heat of it.
4: Join Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going
1: the extra mile.
0: Sports Center.
1: It was an up-and-down Saturday for teams across the natural state in Division I college football. First, the Arkansas Razorbacks dropped their first game of the season as the BYU Cougars beat them in Fayetteville 38-31. The Hogs will turn around this week and face off against the LSU Tigers, who are 18-point favorites already. UCA also took an L this weekend, but not a bad one. 49-31 at the Fargo Dome against the number two-ranked team in FCS, the North Dakota State Bison. They'll return back to Arkansas next week when they host Abilene Christian. Arkansas State is on the board with a win this year. They end up beating Stony Brook to get their first victory of the season. And also UAPB picked up a win 21-20 over Miles this weekend as well. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network.
6: The Ford President's Award is given to dealerships that offer
2: outstanding customer service. Mark McClarty Ford has won it three years in a row. Every day, the team works overtime, so your customer experience is legendary. Right now, get the brand-new Ford Edge for just $29,997. And take a whopping $8,000 off brand-new Ford F-150s. Better prices, even better customer service. Visit Mark McClarty Ford today, off Highway 67 and at markmclartyford.com.
1: You know, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right back into your joints to restore and repair that damaged tissue without surgery. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a new alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, there's no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall moving around pain-free, doing the things that you love again, like walking, hiking, or even playing with those grandkids. Call QC Kinetics today for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440.
2: Have questions about retirement, investments, or your money? Call our financial hotline. Dial 501-381-5228 and leave a voicemail with your specific financial question, and our experts will answer it on the Get Ready for the Future show Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Get your financial questions answered by the pros. 501-381-5228. Call now. Securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and
7: Genwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.
0: You're back in the zone, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network, and online at 1037thebuzz.com. Me back. Gravity's me back. All right, welcome back to the Little Rock Touchdown
2: Club, and we are uh, going to hear from Hunter Urchek a little bit more here in just a little bit. Chris up is with us from Arkansas Urology. Good to see you, sir. How are you? You know, I'm good. 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 Just another Monday. It is another Monday. We're excited to be here. Let me get a couple calls in here real quick, if you don't mind, before yeah. we uh, before we move on and talk about what's going on with you guys. Austin, welcome to the zone. How are you? Doing well, man. Doing
0: well. So, uh, you know, everybody's talking uh, about uh, the game this weekend, saying that it was
5: just it was awful. Let them do all this to us. But, you know, you've you got to stop saying LSU got ran over by Florida State, and then Alabama gets beat. You, you look at those teams and what they did on the comeback. I mean, they came back strong. Just
2: to say that this isn't our way to fall when we go out and then in, in the SEC. That's all I got. Thank you, Austin. I appreciate that perspective. There's a cup half full guy. Uh, I will also say Florida State got a hell of a scare by B.C. this weekend on the road, and they were about a five-touchdown favorite or so. Yeah. You just never know. That's why we play the games, folks. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Brenton Stuttgart. Or at least he was. All right, Chris, what's going on with you guys? You got uh, some more kickoff to men's health events coming up? Well, we got some more kickoff to men's health events. So we, uh,
7: since we last spoke, we have been in Whitehall and Bentonville last week. Uh, we'll be in El Dorado tonight and North Little Rock on September 28th. So uh, going strong. Uh, you know, just uh, reminding guys to come and, come and get a free screen. And You might want a 65-inch flat screen TV.
2: How do we do that? you just sign up when you get there?
7: You can sign up on our website. You can show up tonight at the event. Uh, Both events are 4 to 7 tonight in El Dorado, which is uh, at our clinic on 619 Newton Avenue. And then on the 28th in North Rock, which is 4200 Stockton Drive. It's over there by the Baptist Hospital.
2: Very good. How the attendance been the first couple here?
7: Uh, You know, Pine Bluff, we had uh, the biggest crowd we've we've, uh, ever had. And and, uh, I don't think that's a coincidence that we had out of bounds live from 1 to 4.
2: Well, that does help. Yeah. It does help. Yeah. You, what was your head count? Do you know? Uh, so we had about twenty-five guys. Uh, last year we had about eighteen. Okay,
6: great. So, you well, know, all in all. in
2: saving lives, my man. Saving
7: lives and and just r- r- reminding guys, prostate cancer is the most common but the most curable as long as it's caught
2: early. So. I like that. That's ca- that's curable, and so Arkansas woes on the football field, hopefully, but not that's not, yeah. not your that's not your job. Yeah. Uh, I just got some good news, Wes. You're going to be very happy to hear this. Okay. Because you thought the game sucked yeah. and you thought the the broadcast stunk. Yep. Um. Guess what? I don't know about the game. The game may still stink. We get Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit on the game Saturday night really? between Arkansas and LSU. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, wow. Matt Jones reporting. Party kicking. Yep. Wes, <laughs>
7: come on. Hey, I did like that caller that was a glass half full kind of guy.
2: You know, My- I I'm not as depressed as some people are. I just think, you know, the penalties. I think you can you can clear up some of that. I like to think they're not going to have 14 penalties. I mean, honestly, it's almost impressive. It yeah, really is. Yeah. Like it's amazing. I don't even know how you get 14 penalties in a game.
4: You can fix the pre-snap penalties, no
2: doubt. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that's frustrating, and that's why people are pointing to coaching. And I, honestly, like that's a game where I feel very comfortable saying coaching cost you. Yeah. You know, and you know what you got. Look, I don't know how old the BYU you know uh, rushers were, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing that they're
4: older than the
6: young
2: uh, well,
4: offensive lineman.
2: It was for a Arkansas. different
4: team. They had, I think it was 60 new players off yeah. of last year's team. Uh, they hit the portal very hard. Um, so this wasn't the same BYU team that Arkansas ran all over yeah. last year, and it's not. It wasn't the same Arkansas team. They were a very different team too. Last year they had a really dynamic dude. This
2: year they got a really dynamic dude. That little receiver that threw the ball, that yeah. played quarterback in high yes. school. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of like uh, Tesla, who
4: was yeah. a quarterback. They're, they're a little running back. I, th- I liked a lot. Yeah, he was quick. Yeah.
2: So I'm curious
7: in the stadium. I mean, obviously the v- BYU fans were pretty loud. Was it like that on watching on TV?
4: Um, yeah, it was. Uh, no, you couldn't tell. Well,
2: the announcers talked about that. They talked about how loud it was. Did you think it was loud in the stadium? It was one yeah. of the top ten crowds in, in uh, yeah, Razorback yeah, history. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah.
7: Well, and I was impressed with, with all the BYU fans that came down.
2: I
4: yeah. Mean,
7: they uh, they had something to cheer about,
2: obviously, in the yeah. second half. You know, did, did Arkansas get them ice cream? Do we know?
4: Uh, They give them popcorn. They do this for all the teams. That that was something that came out on the pregame show on the radio. Rick Schaefer talked about it, that Hunter was so impressed by that, he wanted to do something similar. So after that, Arkansas now hands out bags of popcorn to the opposing fans. Really? Yep. Huh. Screw you, home fans. You don't
2: get any free popcorn. So, okay, cool. I guess I should have worn. You could have worn BYU blue and been an Arkansas fan and gotten your free pop. <laughs> you I don't think that's worth it necessarily, but you could have. Uh, all right, Chris. Anything else you want to hit? No, Thank y'all uh, for letting us promote this, and,
7: and we appreciate the partnership as always. And uh, go Hogs!
2: All right, buddy. I appreciate you. We're going to hit a break, and we'll come back a little longer. Final segment here this hour, and we'll do some game balls and jock straps. There's a long list from over the weekend for me, and I'm sure you guys have a lot as well. So we'll dive into all that when we return. Stay with us. Much more ahead from. The uh, Little Rock Touchdown Club, and we will uh, come back and, and knock that out after this.
4: Kwatney Chevrolet is going uh, above and beyond to help you out right now. Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. If you've got uh, a bad contract right now, your uh, car note's just not what you want, maybe upside down. Kwatney's doing everything they can to get you out of that vehicle. During September, everyone will be approved. Plus, Guatney Chevrolet knows everyone could benefit from not having car payments for the rest of the year. How does that sound? First payment next year? It's a heck of a deal. New Silverado, 0% with approved credit. I thought 0% financing was done for a while. It was not at Guatney Chevrolet. New Silverado, 0%. And no payments for the rest of the year. You can get 2.1% financing on a 2023 Equinox. So the deals are out there at Guatney Chevrolet. Go to the website, guatneychevrolet.com. See all the inventory. You can see all these deals that I'm talking about right there on their website. And Then head to Jacksonville and see our friends at Guatney Chevrolet.
1: We're back with Wild Bill at Motorsports Authority. Great selection here on the live, but what about my trade-in, Wild Bill? We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed
4: it. We'll put top dollar in that trade. I'm getting country fried crazy during this sale right now, and I'll tell you what, folks, it's a lot of fun to do business with us. So if you're wanting top dollar for your trade, you need to come see us. You can check out the complete selection online at msastore.com. Better yet, come see us
1: in Russellville on East Main and Hot Springs on Central. You better get down here to Motorsports Authority. down, Allow us. To introduce ourselves, we are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival, because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long, and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right, save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires. Service and straight talk at Big O Tires.
0: In a world of inflated car payments and sky-high interest, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their inventory to
2: the nines. Call 501-945-4444. Get Sierra 1500 with the 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9 percent. Plus, Guadney will double down with an additional 32.50 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Guadney Buick GMC hasn't left out SUVs. Get 2023 GMC Terrain at just 1.9. Or 2024 Buick Encore GX at just 2.9%. And if you haven't noticed, the holidays are coming. So why not get all the way to 2024 with no payments for the rest of the year? Guadagni Buick GMC.
0: 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guadagni Buick GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with the credit.
6: Guadagni for Buick. Guadagni for GMC. Guadagni for life.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the rumors are true. Your favorite sports bar is coming to North Little Rock. Brewski's is proud to announce a second location is coming to the Lakewood Shopping Center. And it won't be too long where you can get the same great pub grub, happy hour specials, and late night fun when it comes to North Little Rock. Voted the number one sports bar in Little Rock for the last four years to catch all the games all year long. Get ready, North Little Rock. Brewski's North is coming soon. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night.
0: You're back in the zone with Justin Ackrey and Wes Moore, Central Arkansas's only midday sports talk show. People
2: dream high in the quiet of the night, you know that i caught it.
0: Game balls and jock straps are brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscape. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA caddy, so he knows what good grass looks like. If you'd like to take your yard to the next level, then hit up Josh and his crew at a caddy's touch landscape. 501-794-2770. Call today.
2: You heard Taylor Swift out of the out of the break, and I, I guess I gotta give a game, a game ball to Travis Kelsey. He's all the rage. There's a documentary coming out called Kelsey uh, about him and his brother Jason. And apparently now he is dating Hanging out with whatever you want to hanging call it, with. Taylor Swift. Um, and apparently, during the broadcast over the weekend, Ian Eagle said, uh, Kelsey finds a blank space for the score, his first touchdown catch of the year. And so, a little Taylor Swift reference in there, not lost on him. He's been reading the news, apparently. Uh, I got to give a game ball to Shador Sanders and Colorado and the, uh, the safety that plays, the Dion son that plays safety at new yard. What's his first name? Shawo Sanders. Okay, very good. Thank you. By the way, jockstrap to Christian, uh, Christian's illness. He's a little under the weather. I appreciate you battling through for us, my man. But 80-yard uh, interception return, I believe it was. It was very impressive, so yep. uh, kudos to them. They were in a dogfight, and Wes thinks they're going to get a jockstrap next week because he thinks they're going to get murdered by the Ducks.
4: Yeah, I mean, not jockstrap. They're just not as good as Oregon, and Oregon's going to run it up on them. Is it Oregon?
6: It is. Can we give a jockstrap to the late hit on Travis Hunter, which is going to cause him yes. to miss games yes. versus Oregon and USC?
4: Yeah, I
2: didn't see the hit, but apparently it was pretty significant. He got he had to go to the hospital, so Abdom, abdominal
6: injury maybe. Hmm. Did he? What 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 exactly happened, Christian? Uh, basically the ball got thrown to him and it was he couldn't catch the ball and the guy just came in and nailed him.
2: Hmm. It
6: was close to the sideline. Two, two players
2: that were penalized on the play and one got a personal foul. So. That's an unfortunate situation. Um, I had all my notes here, and apparently when I reprinted, I didn't get everybody's name. But, yeah, the fat Missouri kicker, i got to give him credit for the 61-yarder. Melvis. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I shouldn't call him fat. Husky. Well, the kicker. The thicker. Uh, jockstrapped to the Big 12. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Iowa State lost at Ohio. Why the hell are they playing at Ohio? I don't know, but they lost to Ohio in a horrible game. South Alabama absolutely ran roughshod over um,
5: Oklahoma State. Oklahoma
2: State. And but you si- knew that. You saw that. You yeah, saw. Oklahoma State's got some issues. There's, yeah, And South Alabama, or no, sorry, not South Alabama, Cincinnati lost to, oh, who'd they lose to over the weekend? cannot remember, but they lost to a, a lesser than also. I did
4: not see that one.
2: Yeah, so it was not a good weekend for the Big 12. That was embarrassing. BYU
6: was okay. Yeah,
2: I'll throw Vanderbilt in
6: there too, though. Do you guys think of, uh, have you already adjusted to those teams being in the Big 12 yet? No. It,
2: I mean, I am just because I watch the Big Twelve, but uh, it is weird. Still. But they like, lost. BYU
6: is a Big Twelve team. It just didn't feel like it to me.
2: Miami of Ohio beat Cincinnati, and Ohio University beat Iowa State. So two teams from the state of Ohio, not named Ohio State, beat Big, Big, Big Twelve teams over the weekend.
4: Wow, disgusting! Disgusting. Game ball! Come on! Waited this long. Dallas Cowboys look fantastic. Why don't you marry him? The defense is legit. Very good. Micah Parsons. Dude, two more sacks. Had two the first week, two this week. He's on my list. See that right there?
2: See Micah Parsons? I even tweeted about him yesterday. He's the baddest man on earth.
4: Yeah, he is. He's so good. He is. He's, he's fast. Dude, uh, he's strong. The Great play where moves.
2: he flew through the line, sacked the dude, and then, like, dragged himself on the ground. First play of the game, with think. I mean, he is such a super freak. <laughs> that guy is on another level, dude.
4: Yeah. They're fun to watch, man. Uh, give credit. You know, They the Jets hit one big plate. And Wilson, Garrett Wilson's a track star. That guy caught it over the middle, broke a tackle, and was gone. That was the, they have really Dallas had one bad play defensively. Offensively, I love what McCarthy is doing. He's he said he was going to get back to the running game. He is. They're running it more than they're throwing it. Dak after two games. Zero interceptions. Can we point that out?
2: It's only a 10-minute segment, Wes. We got it. You love Dallas. They did a great job. They get a game ball. Can we move on, please? Uh, Game ball to Shandari Powell, the running back from Central Arkansas. Almost 350 all-purpose yards against the number two team in the country. He was the biggest bright spot for Central Arkansas in a competitive loss on the road against the Bison. Over 200 yards rushing. This kid is a freak. He will be on the Nathan Brown Show with me tonight. Along with David Walker, who also had some good moments on Saturday. Uh, I think both these guys are going to play in the NFL. I really do. And uh, that show is from 7 to 8 tonight on Buzz 2, 106.7. Tune in or come by and see us at walk-ons up in, uh, in Conway. Speaking of restaurants, i got to give a jockstrap. I've heard all about this place, and we finally went there when I was over in Fort Worth the other day. Joe T. Garcia's. You ever heard of it? Yeah. Okay, so we go to Joe T. Garcia's. It sucks. I was so disappointed. That place blows. Okay, beautiful setting. Um, but this is the worst cheese dip I've ever had in my life, and I've eaten it all over the world, my friends. It is horrible. Their menu has like seven things on it. They don't even have a taco on the menu. I was like, what are we doing here? Hmm. It was embarrassing. Apparently the margaritas are really good. We didn't stick around. We had one beer and got out of there. I was so disappointed. I'm like, this place blows. I can't believe everybody's trying to get me to come here. But we did go to the stockyards. It was pretty cool. I had dinner over there. Yeah, had a good trip. Yeah, it was a good time. Pearl Jam was fantastic. Dickey's Arena is a really good setting for yep. a concert, by the way. Really enjoyed that as well. So, uh, there we go.
4: Game ball to uh, Trey Burks, Traylon Burks. He had a big catch yesterday. Set Tennessee up a 70-yard catch down to the one, and uh, they punched it in for a touchdown. But he had three catches, 76 yards. Hunter Henry also had a touchdown last night for the uh, Patriots. That's uh, a touchdown per game for Hunter Henry. Had one in week one and one last night. I think uh, he ended up with uh, six catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown.
2: I have a note here. Um, it says, rule on touchdown from the Cowboys. Rule on touchdown. On being touched down. Oh, I know what it was. Did you see one? Oh. The so they get the Parsons. turnover. Yes, and yeah. Parsons gets screwed. And the, the, le- the leg of the offensive lineman grazes him. Touched as he's. Yeah. My thing is, you should have to touch with your hand. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to graze a dude with your leg and count it as touchdown. That's bull. They need to change that rule. That should have been a touchdown for the Cowboys. I was pissed. Yeah. I was like, that's dumb. I'm not even a Cowboys fan. I was furious. I'm like that's yeah. an idiotic role. He happened to reach his leg out. He he didn't even know what was going on. The guy's like looking around, like what happened? What happened? Well, you're getting a touchdown the other way, goof. He doesn't deserve that.
4: What he, if the they it's a jump ball and the corner catches it? They fall to the ground and the guys just touches. You know they land on each other, but he doesn't touch him. You can't touch He's a down. guy.
2: You don't. You can't like touch a guy with your foot when you're tagging a guy out in baseball, right?
4: No, you gotta touch him with the ball. That's what I'm saying, or
2: the glove. I, yeah. I just I don't like it. I don't like the rule. I think it's dumb. Um, let's see here. Oh, Main Street Food Truck Festival. Uh, my friend Becky and uh, obviously Gabe, who was on with us the other day, and that whole crew that put that on. Amazing job. I, I'm gonna give a game ball, and I gotta give them a little jock strap too. And it's not their fault. It's a good. It's a good problem to have, but game ball it was incredible and it goes like several downtown blocks even off shooting on the side blocks it was amazing but (laughs) there were so many dang people it was hard to move and it was hard to even like the lines were pretty long at most of the spots so next year I got to go way early but it is a great event and I want to give a a ton of credit to the downtown partnership that's really an impressive undertaking and uh, I can't imagine getting everybody in there and and back out that's got to be Pretty uh, difficult thing to pull off, but it was really, really well done. And uh, by the way, Game Ball to Stones Throw—they make a beer apparently specifically for the event. Hm. Uh, listen, Theron, you need to make—you need to have that beer year-round. That beer was phenomenal. Probably the best thing I drank all day yesterday. It was really, really good. Hm. And I drank a few things yesterday.
4: Yeah, I saw a headline that said tens of thousands go to food truck. Yeah, it, and I'm like, it was mind blowing. I thought they messed up
2: the headline. No, it was incredible. Yeah. So it was fun. Um, let's see. Fourth down calls from Arkansas. Joe Burrow gets a jock strap.
4: Well, I was going to give the Bengals a, a jock strap. and 2.
2: I know he's unhealthy, but, dude, that, apparently his calf's bothering him again. Yeah, so.
4: he said that after the game. That may be a bigger issue.
2: Uh, a couple of GAC game balls for me. I want to give one to Harding. They played an undefeated UAM team, and they've been very impressive in the first couple of weeks. And Harding shut them down and ran up 50 points, I think, in their win. And then Todd Knight, he's got OBU, you know, at the top of the heap again in the GAC. And he was the featured uh, uh, high profile this weekend, so got a ton of respect for, for uh, Coach Knight. Really big fan of his, and obviously he's done a phenomenal job at Washington.
4: You know, we talk about how good the NFC East is, and uh, they, you got three teams that are two and zero: Dallas, Philadelphia, Washington, and the Giants are one and one with the only loss to the Cowboys, of course. But game ball to the NFC South. How about the South? Atlanta two and zero, Tampa Bay. Two and zero. That was impressive. Saints one and zero with the chance to go two and zero tonight. Carolina zero and one. Of course, I guess they could go one and one tonight, with Saints one and one. But the South, surprisingly to me, Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Tampa beat Chicago yesterday. Yeah, and Chicago had their chances.
2: And the ESPN was beating the hell out of Justin Fields today. Oh my God, he is missing. He looks. He looks like he is. He looks like Senator McConnell. He's just frozen in the pocket, dude. He's just—he's got dudes running free downfield, yeah. And he's just like refusing. He's like—it's like Chuck Knoblauch at second base. Like he's refused to let the ball go. Uh, the it's, it, he does, Christian. It was—I it, was watching. I was like, dude. Like it's one thing to have a guy you don't want to throw it in tight coverage. I mean, he had dudes running loose and didn't I, see
4: him.
6: I, I heard uh, he's not
4: seeing them,
6: or no, he's not seeing. them. Yeah, him. Christian. I heard uh, Greenberg this morning. He was the guy that was like fawning all over him this summer, saying he was the next great quarterback. If you remember that clip. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. he said he was wrong. That feels like <laughs> not good. <laughs> well, hey, he can admit it. Chris, you got
2: anything from over the weekend?
6: Uh, yeah, I was going to give a game ball to the Commanders and Sam Howell. Sam Howell actually looks really good. But uh, yep. Commanders are 2-0 and for the first time since 2011. LeBron had zero rings the last time they were 2-0. Uh, oh, my. I'm going to give a game ball to the Tampa Bay Rays also. They're finally getting a new stadium. In downtown St. Petersburg, so uh, they're getting out of the dump that is Tropicana. And I'm going to give a jockstrap to HBO because Winning Time Season 3 was not renewed, and I think that's a travesty. It was a really good show. What was not renewed? Winning Time.
2: Oh, really? Okay. That's too bad. Uh, Got a note here from the 501. Hunter's injury is a lacerated liver. Travis Hunter, the star for Colorado. do not good, right? It doesn't sound like a very good thing, no. I don't know what that is exactly, but it sounds awful. Um, this person from the 870. Is it possible that since Sam's head coaching duties have obviously taken away some of his attention on the offensive line, that maybe Cody Kennedy is not getting the job done? I think he got some young guys at key spots, which unfortunately is either a portal and or recruiting issue, and they're still learning on the job, and it's unfortunate.
4: Yeah, that's the key. Why why do you have young guys in year four? You should have had, you know, guys that, yes, they're going to move on, graduate, go to the NFL, but you should have somebody ready to step in and just to replace them.
2: Good question here. Riddle me this. When BYU has kids come in the portal, do they have to do a year of mission work? I literally was thinking about that it cannot be easy to recruit to that school because of, the expectations on how you're going to live your life and what the what what's allowed on campus. You right. know, even if you're not Mormon, yeah. that's got to be a tough deal because I mean, I'm assuming you have to live by all the rules, right? Like no alcohol, no caffeine, none of the stuff, right? You got to still. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't
4: know about. Do they have to go on a Mormon trip? I don't know. I don't know. Most of the guys do if they're Mormons, but I don't know what the rules are. But well, if you're not a Mormon and you go there, do you have to go on a
6: trip? Do you, I don't know. You know Jamal Williams There's of the New of Orleans questions. Saints. Now,
2: Jamal Williams? Okay. Yeah,
6: he went to BYU, and he actually um, had to withdraw from the university because he had sex. <laughs> it's
2: a tough decision, as <laughs> we do have to follow by
6: the rules. or well, am I going to do or He was kicked off the team because of having sex.
2: Okay. Well, it seems unfortunate. Uh, number of Mormons in the state, 34,027, according to this person. And many were at the game, including me and my family, but we're 100% Hog fans. Well... All right then, you can be a Mormon and root for the Hogs. Why would George, Alabama, or Texas agree to something like that with the NIL collective? Uh, I don't know, because everybody else is doing it, and you got to play the game, even at that level. Unfortunately. Uh. Hey, Hunter, we are in no way, shape, or form a very good team, and BYU will be six and six at best. People are very, very hmm. upset. Do you think? What do you think of BYU? Are they good? I think uh, they're adequate. I don't think they're great. I think they'll have trouble in the Big 12, but we'll see. Erectile dysfunction is a very serious medical issue. It affects over 60% of men over 45. This can be caused from low testosterone, high blood pressure, diabetes, prostate issues, and high cholesterol. The staff at the Little Rock Men's Clinic are specialists in treating these issues.
1: Our medical specialists will determine your specific problem and develop a treatment plan for your specific needs. Our treatments have helped thousands of men with a